0: All right, what is up? And welcome back to the Build a Better You podcast. I'm your host, Austin Chan, and in today's solo episode, I go over how to spot the BS versus real info in the fitness industry. And so we're gonna be going over five red flags you should be aware of. Uh, obviously, this is not an all-inclusive list. Um, there are definitely a lot more red flags that I can go into, but I wanted to keep it short and sweet. And these are definitely like the first five that came to my head, and by far are kind of like the biggest. Uh, Filters, if you will, in terms of trying to filter out whether someone's info that you find on the internet is real or BS. And this is going to be perfectly timed. I think this episode is going to drop right after New Year's. So yeah, it's going to be perfectly timed just in time for the New Year's, especially if you are someone who's looking to set a New Year's resolution and wants to start getting after your goals with the New Year coming around and you know, on your journey, you might find that you are just looking through a ton of information. There's just a ton of information out there and you're just doing your own research and wanting to better yourself. And obviously because there's so much information out there, you don't know where to start or yeah, like you don't know what's real, where to start. Like if the information you're getting, is is it gonna help you get to your goals or are you just kind of wasting your time, wasting your money, and you're not gonna see any results? So yeah, hopefully this podcast will help. And then just as a plug, with the new year's around if you are looking to lose fat build muscle and you need extra help and accountability to do so and you want someone to give you the most effective and efficient program um, possible then hit me up for online coaching i will leave a link in the show notes go ahead and apply if you are looking for some help uh one-on-one help from me personally i will be taking on new online coaching clients for the month of january uh just in time for the new year's so yeah but without further ado let's get into the topic of this podcast so uh, how to spot the bs versus real info red flag number one is going to be they promise quick results in a short period of time so obviously you know most of the fitness marketing bs that you'll find out there it's going to be something along the lines of you know build like 10 pounds of muscle in like two months or build or lose a bunch of fat in like 20 pounds of fat in like 20 days or some sort of ridiculous number that sets you up for unrealistic expectations or something that sounds way too grand or way too good to be true uh, it's typically like a good rule of thumb that i say all the time is that if it sounds too good to be true then it probably is and this well does apply to fitness as well uh because yeah, if they promise something that sounds too good to be true, then it obviously is. Um, you're pro- you're definitely not going to be able to get those results. And the unfortunate truth is that even if you do get those results super quickly, pro- it will probably lead to unsustainable habits or you'll have to take such a drastic and unsustainable approach that you can't really sustain those results. And it's like, what's the point of getting results if you can't keep those results for the rest of your life? And yeah, and sometimes like, even like through personal experience from what I've heard from uh, previous clients is that s- sometimes these people like they, they get the results, but also it leaves them with like a very poor relationship with food or it leaves them with like even worse off. They'll, they'll have eating disorders because of like all these like reckless and unsustainable habits that were taught by them because they probably didn't know any better when they were first getting into the industry and looking for help and you know, whoever stum- whoever they stumbled upon gave them some stupid plan of like super restrictive, like super low calorie diet or telling them that they can't eat this or they can't eat that because if they want the results, then they should stay away or only eat a certain type of food or only do a certain type of exercise. And this leads them to have a very poor relationship with exercise, with food. And like for some people, this can even lead to eating disorders, which, you know, literally takes a long time to, Unravel, especially if it it forms into some kind of like long-term habit or long-term psychological like problem. So yeah, this is just really sad and unfortunate to see. So yeah, with that said, like point number one, if they promise quick results in a short period of time, it's most likely BS. And even if it's not BS, it's probably true. You can get those quick, quick results, but you know, at what cost are those quick results? Like, is it worth, you know, developing an eating disorder is it worth setting yourself back uh so many like weeks or months of hard work just to get results that you're not able to sustain like you got to think like is it really like worth it cuz oftentimes you know when we do take the fast track or when we do take the rapid approach it often leads us like down the road like all the time all the potential time and money we save like it's gonna find its way back into your life somehow. Like you're always gonna have to pay back the dues in a way. Like you're never just gonna get a free ride, uh, get those results, and like be able to like sustain it. And even then, like maybe there's a small percentage of you that can do that, but you know, f- for the most part, like myself included, like the fast, rapid approach never worked for me. So yeah, it's you're all you're always gonna have to pay the dues back in some way, some way or another. So. I would say don't even try it because you're going to end up like when you think that, oh, I'm just going to save more time with having to diet for a shorter amount of time. The time you technically save, you're going to have to pay back later because if you form those poor relationships, if you form those poor habits, you're going to have to spend more time later on to kind of unravel those things or like fix those things. Whereas if you just took the slow and sustainable route from the start, you might have actually saved yourself some time more in the long run. So yeah, with that said, like, I think just us as humans, we suck at thinking long term. Like if we think about this in terms of like, you know, climate change, overpopulation, just like a lot of these issues. I don't, I don't want to get too much into this, but if we just think of a lot of these like modern issues we have with society, just we we suck at looking at the long term picture. Like we, like all these companies, all of us, we make these decisions that only benefit us in the short term. Whether that's like. Losing weight super fast or getting money super quickly or yeah. And that's basically like the big two, <laughs> like, you know, losing weight quickly or getting a lot of money quickly. Uh, we don't think about like the dire consequences that this might have later on. Like uh, we can do like a fast, quick crap like cash grab, like especially a lot of companies do. They just do that. And then they know that their business model isn't, gonna work for, isn't going to work for the long term. They know that their business is eventually going to go under. But they don't think about that they just think about how can i generate the most revenue right now and i don't care about my business model i don't care about what this business is going to look like in a span of like five ten years i just want to know how much money can i make today within the next week within the next month even within the next like, like first year and yeah it's just they don't think about the unsustainable process and it directly translates to so many other things in life and especially when we talk about the realm of health and fitness people like only think about this in the short term. They think about how much weight can I lose within the next few weeks? You know, how much muscle can I put on within the next few weeks or a few months? They don't think, oh, I need to do this habit change or I need to put this into practice for the next like three to five years, which I recommend is like a pretty realistic timeline if you wanna achieve like your so-called dream physique or anywhere close to, um, yeah, pretty much your dream. I say like three to five years of very consistent hard work and you'll get pretty damn close to your, like, your overall, your true goals or your true dream physique. Like, I think that's, like, reasonable. And that's, yeah, put in that much work and and then consider maybe, you know, um, some people might consider, like, performance enhancing drugs or um, just taking more, like, extreme drastic measures. I say, like, have all the basics in place. Do it for three to five years. Like, once you figure that out, do it for three to five years consistently and then see if you need to change, like, anything down the road in terms of like um adding any enhancements or etc etc but yeah i don't want to get too much in that so yeah that covers it for point number one um don't fall for the quick results in a short period of time no matter how i know i know that it's very tempting just because we again we are very short attention span to creatures we like the fast results we like to see things quickly we don't like to focus on the longer uh term picture and yeah so yeah that covers it for point number one number two they say that their way is the quote best way so obviously in the realm of fitness and nutrition there isn't really no best way so like stay wary of these people who use like absolutes like you know this way is the best way or these things are the worst for you in terms of whether it's like a specific type of diet or specific types of food or specific training style or specific exercises because really there is no best or worst um yeah just because we are all like slightly different in a sense like obviously we do have certain principles in place that we want to uh keep consistent for example you know calorie deficit energy balance although that's not really like calorie deficit isn't really a diet in itself it's just the basically the concept of energy balance you know energy in energy out you know you're taking less energy than your body needs then you're gonna like lose body mass you take in more then you're gonna gain body mass just because of simple energy balance simple thermodynamics so with that in mind like that stuff stays consistent just because it's like literally a law of thermodynamics and physics um progressive overload is also another property that, uh, or another principle that, you know, doesn't really change. If we apply progressive, uh, tension or progressive, uh, load onto our muscles, onto our body, our body is going to eventually adapt to that. And if you want your body to keep growing, to strengthen, to adapt to better itself in one way, then you need to, uh, um, supply a specific demand to the body so that it, triggers a an adaptation response in order to respond to said stimulus or yeah or signaling so yeah we have those principles in place but like everyone's approach to those principles may look slightly different for example you know one person might like a very efficient approach they might like doing one or two sets very close to failure and or even to failure just to see the results and they don't want to spend a lot of time in the gym. Meanwhile, some people like don't like pushing themselves to that point of discomfort and they just might do, they, they might add more sets. They might do three or four. They just like the higher volume approach. Um, in terms of the calorie deficit, you know, some people like low carbs, as, as much as uh, we like to shit on low carbs. Like I am not against low carb. I just don't think that it is the optimal approach or is it, nor is it the best approach because, you know, especially if your goal is to build muscle, you need a significant amount of carbs. So yeah, there is really no best way. Like, yeah, going back to what I said, some people just function better with low carbs. Some people function better with lower fats. And that's just the simple truth. So there really is no best way. You can't really say like one way, um, you have to do this the one way, or you won't see any results or like, this is the absolute best way. And this applies to everyone and everyone needs to do this. And so a huge red flag in terms of like people who say that this way is the best way, if they're not directly saying that themselves, um sometimes you can, it's a very huge telltale sign when their name or handle or some sort of part of their business or part of their brand, part of their personality is uh, mix sort of mixed in or ingrained with like one certain type of approach. So for example, you know you have people who are like oh i'm carnivore keith or i'm keto karen or you know i'm fasting frank um they have like some sort of specific diet or some sort of specific like training style within their name and it's like this is the only thing and if you take a look at their content this is the only thing that they perpetuate this is the only thing that they ever talk about and they always say this is the best way you know every other way is bs you should not be doing this you should not be doing that you should be only to be doing this that's just simply not true. Everyone is going to find a different, like a slightly different approach. Again, approach is the key word here. Everyone's going to find a slightly different approach to meeting these principles that we have in place for specific like adaptations or for specific for a specific result. Like obviously, you you know, you meet calorie requirements, you meet protein requirements, and that's pretty much it in terms of trying to like lose fat and you know energy balance um and ov- obviously trying to build muscle we need want a some type of progressive overload and it doesn't matter if someone does you know high volume or low volume it's just we need these simple principles in place as long as they're training pretty close to failure they get enough of those like effective hard reps and that, that that's basically it like once they cover their bases they're good to go but everyone's approach is going to look slightly different you know some people might like eating a more healthful diet. Um, they might like more like salads or whatever. Or where some people might want to be a bit more loose with their nutrition. As but they as long as they hit those calories, they hit those uh, protein requirements, they're good to go. This is like the same thing as like certain people liking certain foods. Like for example, like some people might like cheese. For example, it's like that's not the healthiest thing. But if this allows this person to stick to their diet, if they add a good amount of cheese into their diet, then it's like, why the hell not? It's like, don't don't demonize like one thing and say that one person has to follow these strict specific rules. Um, actually, now that I think about it, that's actually kind of a poor example. But uh, yeah, people who, who like, you know, it's like, I just need to have diet soda in my diet. And even though there has been countless research to show that there's nothing wrong with diet soda but if this if this person like drinking diet soda might not be the healthiest thing like people will just always want to argue that, like oh but water is better or you know just drink fucking water it's like obviously we all fucking know that so that's fucking obvious like telling people to drink water it's like yeah that's the most obvious fucking thing in the world i'm like i've never heard that one before that's very creative so yeah yeah but yeah in terms of that like diet soda Like, it might not be the healthiest thing compared to water, but if drinking diet soda allows person A to lose 100 pounds and stick to their diet because they didn't have to cut out soda or any sort of sweet drinks completely, then that is an absolute win in itself. Like, even though it might not be the healthiest thing, it is still healthier for them to lose 100 pounds of fat versus the person who's like, oh, I just want to be healthy, you know, I just want to stick to quote natural sources i just want to drink like sugar full like soda and i don't want to stick to that like artificial sweetener stuff but they didn't lose any weight and th- this is just like the simple fact and it's like it's like we could pay attention to this small like maybe this is like has health risk to it about like consuming artificial sweeteners which it doesn't but or we could say that like this person is like literally obese. And if they lost a ton of fat, they would have drastically improved health markers and an overall better um, quality of life. So it's like you got to weigh out the, you know, the pros and cons of this. So, yeah, um, that was quite the tangent. But uh, yeah, if someone says that their way is the best way or if they only have like one way that they constantly pushed, then they're more than likely trying to sell you some certain thing um but yeah don't pay attention to that everyone's approach is going to be slightly different and again do want to emphasize that although we have certain principles that we all need to follow like energy balance you know high protein intake to uh, for muscle building muscle retention um to have satiation and you know progressive overload in order to build muscle and training close to failure to build muscle but it's about everyone's approach is going to be slightly different and your Way of approaching those principles might look different from other people approaching those same principles, but those are going to be the foundational principles that you need to follow if you want to get a certain result out of your training or exercise program. So, yeah, that covers point number two. And then on to point number three they make everything sound overcomplicated and complex. So, this is going to be a red flag mainly because. Um, For the most part, like, you may have been misled to believe that somehow fitness and health is complicated. And although I'm not going to say that it's, like, super simple where, like, you don't really need to do much and it's just, like, these, like, few things. uh, But I am also going to say that it is a lot simpler than a lot of people make it out to be. So, like, obviously, if we dive into, like, the minutia. So, let's kind of start from like a like a big view into kind of like a more microscopic view so with a big view if we think about it like it's not that complicated you just need to strength training three to four times a week of hard strength training mind you like not just going in and getting a pump or lifting the five pound weights for a few reps but progressively hard strength training and you're you're going to improve your body composition improve your bone density and all, all those all those benefits that you hear again and again blah 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 but yeah As far as that goes, you know, strength training three to four times a week, you know, hit all of your muscle groups, make sure that you're progressing and training pretty close to failure, which means you're training pretty hard to the point that like it's it's pretty much uncomfortable. And you basically want to be pushing to that point consistently. And then on top of that, we want a diet consisting of mostly nutritious foods. And this is for obvious reasons. You want all the micronutrients. You want all the healthful nutrients that come with like fruits, veggies, you know, lean proteins. Uh, basically healthy sources of food versus like so-called empty calories like you know highly processed foods that you find in you know those random junk food grocery aisles so yeah and then you also want some sort of flexibility in your diet just because it's unrealistic to tell yourself that you're never going to have these foods again just because we're in today's society we're just so surrounded by it and that's not to say that you need these foods to like per se but it's just sort of To fit in into today's society because you're not gonna walk around and like never see an Oreo unless you decide to live in like the middle of nowhere or live in the middle of the woods. But yeah, like you're never, you're always gonna see those to some extent. Like society, that's just part of society nowadays. So it's just hard to tell yourself to like, I'm going to completely cut this out when you're gonna be constantly exposed to it. So you might as well learn how to kind of manage that into your diet and yeah learn moderation and learn balance in terms of that so yeah and then as far as that goes um always be aware of calories in calories out you can have because you can have all those nutritious things but if you don't keep your calories in check you're going to gain weight you're going to lose weight blah 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 um just because it really does boil down to energy balance but that's not to say that that's the only thing that matters again we want to combine that with having relatively good food choices And then on top of that, that covers diet. We want like daily activity in terms of, we have the strength training portion. We also need the cardio portion. So some sort of daily activity I recommend for like, I do this myself and I recommend this a lot for my clients. A lot of my clients just literally track steps and we're like good to go. Like just having some sort of daily activity where you're moving your body consistently, you know, I would usually want to say at least like 20 to 30 minutes like per session or a day. Uh, start from there and then, you know, increase it obviously as needed for your goals. But yeah, covering that like strength training, cardio slash movement, uh, mainly a nutritious diet and paying attention to energy balance. And obviously like protein intake that I think that kind of like gets lumped in with like the nutritious food sources. But it's like, yeah, once you once you just have those basics, you're pretty much good to go. And like, yeah, on paper, that that's literally like four things. So you don't need like all these like fancy diets or these fancy exercises or whatever have you like people wanna market or whatever. It's just literally keeping these like these four things in check and you're gonna be good to go and you're gonna be pretty like above average fitness and health levels compared to you know the current state of the average part of the population right now. So yeah, like that that's pretty much it. But the thing that's um that's complicated about it is like once you sort of dive into this a little bit, then you're like oh my God, I have so many questions. Like, you know, what exercises should I do? Like, how should I be training? How should I order these exercises? It's just, once you dive into the specifics, then it gets a little bit more complicated. But I do want to say, like, on the surface level, if you do these things, you're going to be pretty well off. It's just that if you say you want to build, you want to make your physique look a certain way, or if you just want to get to a certain strength level, or if you want to take things to kind of, like, the next level, then you kind of have to be a bit more intentional and a bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not not really meticulous, but you just have to be, be a bit more calculated about your approach. You need to learn about these little nuances in order to take things like a certain way. So yeah, but as far as like fitness itself, it is not overcomplicated or complex at all. So this kind of kind of going back to my original point, like people who try to make it over complicated or more than likely just trying to sell you a solution, because if they can make this fitness thing sound really complicated and like something that you really don't want to figure out or something that like, yeah, that, that just sounds like really daunting and overwhelming, then you're less likely going to be able to do it. And you're more likely going to be like, OK, I'm just going to pay this person to have them figure everything out for me. And like obviously you know part of the coaching process is that like i do help you figure everything out but also i try to keep things as simple as possible like i'm never going to talk above you like i mean for example like all the information that i put out now it's like literally for free i try to break everything down as simple as possible so that you know exactly what to do if you want to do it but yeah, I try to make everything as simple as possible. Like obviously we can dive into nuances, like obviously I can be talking over everybody's heads, but I prefer not to do that. I prefer to communicate you at a level that you can understand and hopefully learn from because ultimately that's my goal is to educate you and it's not really for me to like sell anything in specific. Obviously it'd be great that like 50 like plus people just signed up with coaching with me today, but like obviously that That's not the, the end goal that I'm trying to shoot towards. I'm just trying to educate people. And then, you know, if people want to work with me, then they then they want to work with me. But, yeah, I mean, I just love my job. So I just put everything out for free. And I just try to educate you as much as possible. So, yeah, with that said, uh, be sure to leave a five-star review on if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. It definitely helps the podcast out. Uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the next point. Um, so if what they're saying is going against the grain of the community. So a lot of this is, usually has to do with the shiny object syndrome. So for a lot of us, when we hear something new, when we hear something that is like, that goes against what everyone else says, we think this is a new thing. And it's often this fallacy that if something is new, then it automatically means that that thing is going to be better which we know for a fact that this isn't always necessarily true because, you know, new things come up all the time and they might not be the best. You know, sometimes the things in place are the reason why they're in place is because they are tried and true things that have worked and stood against the test of time. And so they continue to work and which is why we continue to do them. Like, for example, you know, languages that we speak every single day, we use it because it continues to work. Like, obviously, we could invent new languages that are more efficient and whatever, but things are in place for a reason. Uh, we speak to our children. We speak to our offspring, like, in the same languages that we speak, just because, just for the simplicity of it, just to pass on this tradition. And yeah, just because the things are currently working. And it's like, why would you fix things when they aren't broken? So, yeah, if someone says something that goes against like the weight of the evidence. And that's not to say that you should discount everything that's new. Like obviously new things can be innovative. They can be like game changing. Like for example, the internet, like people like we're writing off the internet. They were, people were writing off laptops at a point and like saying like, oh, this stuff is never gonna work out. This stuff is just a fad. Meanwhile, like modern time, like everyone's using laptops everyone's using the internet the internet is basically ingrained into into our lives like if you don't have Wi-Fi or internet access at home you're basically living in a cave so yeah don't necessarily discount um, anything that sounds new but also be wary of it like you know are is is like what is what this person saying like the, is it backed by science or are they just making some shit up just to like sound new or yeah just to make things like look new? Like, so this is why you have to be, like, something to be aware of. And this happens a lot in the fitness industry, especially within the exercise realm. Like, a lot of people just come up with these BS new-looking exercises that, like, feel different or look a lot different, and people just follow them blindly just because they are new and they possibly provide people a different sensation. Meanwhile, these exercises are less effective than the current ones that, like, a lot of people preach or even they are literally causing people injury down the road because they don't know any better about the mechanics of the movement. And they're just simply blindly following these people with huge followings or look look the way they look. And they just, yeah, people just blindly follow them and do these exercises that they're, they're promoting when they're ineffective or even like like possibly damaging. So always be aware that if something is new, just, just like be on the lookout for it. But also, you know, yeah, just take everything with a grain of salt. I'm not saying that, like, you should be applying these tips, like, with 100%, um, like, with, like, blindly following these tips that I'm following you. Like, don't don't just, like, take everything said literally. Like, obviously, there is going to be some sort of nuance, and there is going to be... Uh, you have to provide some kind of perspective to it. Like, don't just blindly follow my advice and just follow it everything, like single, like every single word for word. Like, just know that you know I am a person with biases too. I say things a certain way because of certain experiences I've had. So, yeah. But I'm gonna be. I try my best to be unbiased. But at the end of the day, no one is perfect. No one can be perfectly unbiased because we are all humans with our own, like events that have happened in our lives. We have our own experiences that shape the way we look and think about certain things. So yeah, with that being said, like again, like just because something is new, don't write it off completely, but also kind of look at it uh, from the lens of like, is this, am I I thinking this is good just because it's new and no one's ever done this? Or like, am I liking this because it actually has some merit to it and it's actually backed by science and something reliable. All right, so we are gonna take a quick intermission and just wanna say thank you so much for listening to this podcast and thank you so much for making it this far in this episode. And I want to take a quick break and introduce you to today's sponsor of the podcast, Legion Supplements. So first off, a few reasons why I decided to work with Legion. Legion really does take a 100% transparent and no BS approach to introducing its supplements. Rather than simply trying to sell you supplements under the notion of, trust me, bro, they actually aim to educate you about their products. If you go to their website, under every single product on their website, they list every single ingredient with their exact dosages, which means no proprietary blends, why they have chosen those specific ingredients and those specific dosages, and even the most up to date research to back everything up that they are claiming and saying. Legion's main priority is providing quality service and products. They believe in their service and products so much that if for any reason you're not satisfied, you can send them an email, fill out their form, and they will give you a full refund on the spot. No questions asked. And it's for these reasons alone why I think they are the best of the best and why I have continued taking their products year after year and why I've decided to work with them after they reached out. So yeah, they are just an awesome company all around. And if you're already taking supplements anyway, you're probably likely taking a multivitamin, fish oil, some sort of whey protein in some form. You'd likely want the best for your body. And I truly believe Legion is the best of the best. So go ahead and check out their products. They're such an awesome company. Um, Yeah, be sure to use my discount code AC at checkout to save yourself 20% off your first order, and I'll leave the link to their website in the show notes below. But yeah, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening, and let's get back to this episode. And this actually ties into my next point, is that um, just because something is new, uh, yeah, don't write it off completely. Rather, like take a deeper dive and look into what type of person is posting this thing uh, because we want to look at a person's track record rather than looking at their like other surface level measurements like you know their follower count their physique or maybe and this is a very controversial one right now or maybe someone who has doctor and i put doctor in quotes doctor in their title because you know just like these like these surface measure these surface level measures aren't necessarily a good indicator as to whether, is, whether someone is providing like reliable information. Because they could simply be very good looking, they could simply just have very good genetics, they could just simply be very charismatic by nature. And we know this time and time again, people who have all of these qualities are generally going to succeed better in life not necessarily because of their knowledge not necessarily because of their experience levels in fact i know tons of coaches who you know do the right thing put out truthful information put out evidence-based um information and by and large these coaches don't do as well when you compare them to like bigger names like you know people who are just naturally charismatic who are naturally better looking Who just simply have like yeah who are more famous in a sense because of other things not necessarily because of their knowledge base obviously you have a few select people who kind of have it all but by and large people are not gonna have it all so we need to look at different measures and it's just ultimately it comes down to uh, I think you and us as the consumer to really call out this BS because You know without like our support if we weren't liking these things if we weren't like following these people these people would not be getting the level of success that they are right now so i think ultimately it comes down to us to educate ourselves the most in order to um increase the sensitivity of our bs detectors and ultimately for us to make these informed decisions in order to prevent misinformation and more spreading of the bs but unfortunately you know As humans are fallible, like I said in the very beginning, we always want the quick fix. We always want to be, we always want to follow the thing that we want to hear. Uh, Most of us aren't good at accepting the harsh truth of uh, telling ourselves, or even looking at the things that tell us that what we need to hear, and the things that like we know that are better for us. We want to just hear the things that, you know, confirm our biases or the things that the. Sound the easiest to us, so I think. Although as much as we want to blame these other people who are out there putting out BS and misinformation, we also need to realize that it is our job to be well informed and make these educated decisions to not buy into the bullshit. So, yeah, as far as that goes, like rather than looking at surface level measures, uh, went on a bit of a tangent, but rather than that, look at you know things like. Things that are, that are more indicative to someone's um, knowledge base and experience levels. For example, how long have they been in the industry? Because, for example, if someone has been coaching for five, 10 plus years, like that, more than likely than not, that is not an accident. People who have been in the industry for that long they are doing it for a purpose. They are doing it probably because they are passionate about it. Like you don't dedicate five to 10 years of your life towards something that you don't really want to do. So uh, how long they've been in the industry, although again, that's not the end all be all. We also have to look at other factors, like how many people have they worked with? You know, if, if this person has only worked with like their friends and family or, you know, yeah, they're very close friends or just like a handful of people, then we need to know like, is what they're doing is it repeatable? Because that's kind of one of the biggest indicators of BS or uh, if something is actually working. Like it has to be repeatable over a large scale population. And this is something we see it, within like the uh, scientific literature community. Like um, this is why we we want to look at like studies that have like randomized control trials. Because if you take like a random sample size from a bunch of like different people, then you can be assured that you're getting a bunch of random people and that whatever results the study shows, it likely applies to the large-scale population because, like the large-scale population, we're not all the same type of people. We all come from different backgrounds. We all come from uh, different areas that have different factors that influence different things in our lives. So, that's why we need like random randomized control trials or random like uh, sample size from random people, if from different backgrounds. So yeah, how many people that I've worked with. Um, also, another thing, you know, what type of people have they worked with? If, like, for example, this person only works with athletes, then, then, then their methods, their practices may not apply to you if you aren't like a professional athlete because you're probably just the average person. Like, if we think about not even just genetics, like genetics aside, we think about lifestyle. An athlete literally dedicates their full-time job is their sport, so they can likely spend as much time as they want working out. They can spend as much time as they want uh, towards their diet. They likely have uh, on staff, you know, nutritionists, trainers, people to assist with a part of their lives. Whereas, you know, the average person like you, you don't have like a full staff of like ten people to look after you. Uh, You probably have like kids to take care of. You have other family members to take care of. So, yeah, it's like you you just don't simply don't have the same resources or the same lifestyle in order to Um, get the same results or similar results to people who just have completely different lifestyles and completely different circumstances than you so we need to look at like what type of people this person works works with and that's not to say that um, you can't specialize in working with a specific type of population for example I know some coaches who only specialize working with athletes some people only specialize with working with mothers some people only specialize uh, working with um, yeah just a specific type of population that's not to say you can't work with these specific types of population, but if we want to talk about uh, in the in the context of like building muscle, losing fat, improving body composition, you just have to look do yeah, do your research and look into what type of people this coach like specifically works. If they do specialize, um, personally, I don't really specialize in anything just because like I don't feel the need to. Uh, but yeah, like who if, if that as far as that goes like look into what type of people this person specializes to and ask are you that type of person like are you a like some people like to get really close like really zoomed into this like niche or whatever but like i don't i'm not a huge fan of it personally but yeah some people like to like focus on like single mothers over 40 who make this certain amount of money and like live this certain life amount like certain lifestyle like you have to really consider like am i part of this category Because if not, if it's like, if, yeah, if you are a single mother over the age of 40 with this specific lifestyle, like you don't want to be choosing someone who works with like professional baseball players who have torn this specific ligament and like working with like this specific um, uh, position on the field. So you want to be choosing someone who understands your struggles and who. Is able to provide like realistic and applicable solutions to your lifestyle and provide you with what you need. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, that about covers everything I wanted to cover. So yeah, just as a quick kind of wrap up uh, recap, we're gonna go over the five red flags again. So number one is gonna be if they promise you quick results in a short period of time, it is likely bullshit. And, yeah, and even if it does work, it might lead to unsustainable results or bad consequences um, like forming poor relationship with food that will literally carry on for you for years from what I've heard from some people. Uh, Number two, they say that their way is the, quote, best way. And as we know with fitness and nutrition, there is no best way. There are best practices. There are best principles to follow. But there is no best way or approach to uh, go towards these principles. Uh, Number three, they make everything sound overcomplicated and complex. And, again, fitness and nutrition itself is not very complex. You just have to follow, like I said, a few basic principles. The hardest part is really finding your specific solution to them. Um, Yeah, again, finding that specific approach that works for you because, like, especially with, like, nutrition, all of us have some sort of emotional uh, relationship with, like, food in a sense. And we sort of just have to find – best find our way to navigate around that in order for us to kind of best meet our goals and also fulfill those emotional relationship needs. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Fitness is easy or sorry. Fitness is simple, not easy. And I do want to make that clear. Um, simple just means that there's not a lot to figure out. You just have to follow these basics, but it's not easy in the sense that like it's not easy to do like, Staying consistent over the course of months and years is not easy. You know, getting yourself, dragging your ass to the gym when you don't feel like it is not easy. Um, Telling yourself to stick with your nutrition and fitness when you have a family to take care of and when you have so many other priorities in your life, that is certainly not easy. But it is simple. You just have to follow these things over and over again in order to get those results. Okay. On to number four. uh, What they're saying goes against the green of the community. And again... Like, just because something is new, don't write it off completely, but also look at it with a grain of salt because just because something new is new does not mean it you should be doing it or that it's, like, the next best thing or whatever. Um, science honestly hasn't changed all that much over the course of the past few decades. Like, there may be some, like, emerging stuff that has uh, come up over the past, like, 10 years, but for the most part, like... Like the foundational basics like i said you know like a calorie deficit energy balance i don't think it's ever going to change unless somehow the laws of thermodynamics change you know progressive overload unless our body somehow evolves to like a different um thing like progressive overload is still going to come into play you still need an adequate stimulus for your body in order to signal all the adaptations and everything so yeah Keeping in mind that these foundational basics aren't going to change all that much, if at all, over the course of the next forever. So, yeah, look at new things with a grain of salt, but don't write them off completely. And then, lastly, number five, um, look at, you know, people's track records. Look at the coaches. Look at the fitness influencers. I don't like that term. But, yeah, look at the fitness professionals in kind of your realm, in your space. Look at them Uh, Much deeper rather than just like simply surface level measures like you know how big their follower count is what their physique looks like or even what their title looks like because that doesn't tell the whole story someone who specializes in like you know kidney disease isn't all of a sudden like someone who is like a special uh, like a specialist in nutrition or training and exercise like you have to look at their relevant um, title and field and how that kind of relates to the information that they are putting out or that they're delivering to you so yeah instead look at things like how long they have been in the industry because someone who has been in the industry for a long long time doesn't really get there by accident they're likely very passionate about what they do or they are very, really good at doing it so they just have been in the industry for a long time number two how many people have they worked with again we don't want a small sample size we want someone who has worked with a lot of people who has had a lot of experiences um because again like experience means more practice and practice makes progress practice kind of makes perfect um i don't really like that term because per like no one's really perfect but you know you get the point practice like gets people closer to perfect so the more practice someone has had you know they might be better at that thing like most likely they'll be like better at that thing um and then, lastly, what type of people have they worked with? You know, look at someone who has worked with um, people who are similar to you in your certain situation. Don't look, don't uh, look at them and just like, oh, they train athletes for a living, and you know, yeah, I'm a single parent who has two kids to take care of and I have a very busy lifestyle. So I'm going to work with them. So meanwhile, like their approach is for people who literally like do sports for a living. Meanwhile, you have. So many other priorities on your plate. So, yeah, that's something to like something important to look into in terms of their clientele. But, yeah, that about covers all of the five red flags uh, that I wanted to cover. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And again, I am taking new online coaching clients for the month of January. So, hit the link in my show notes to apply if you need extra help losing muscle building fat and trying to do it the most effective and most efficient way possible but thank you so much for listening be sure to leave a five-star review if you're listening on apple podcast uh, be sure to leave a written review if you have certain topics that you really enjoyed listening to or if you want to hear certain other topics from me but yeah that about wraps up for this episode thank you so much for listening again and i will catch you in the next one